everybody to episode 16 of Lifts and Riffs. I am Zach from Death Comes Lifting. I'm Schuler from Death Drive 90.5. And this is the Lifts and Riffs podcast. No interviews, no drama, just conversation about metal, horror, wellness, and everything in between. Schuler, why don't you let these people know who the fuck we're talking to today? Is a big day. We have got one of the longest running, the longest running member, a founding member of melodic death metal, progressive death metal, technical death metal masters, Allegion. He is also a member of the Nucleus, also on the Organicide project. Uh, dude is all over the place. He is an amazing guitarist. His name is Greg Burgess, and I can't wait to him. Dude, let's get him in here, man. Am I too dark? Can you see me? No, man. You were just the right amount of darkness. I am always just the right amount of darkness. You too, brother. You're the light in this darkness. What I want to hear. That's how I feel. I feel like the light. Should. Are you still in D.C.? Yeah, yeah. How's that? It's um, it's interesting. I uh. I, I went for, so I went for my usual run today and uh, I also went for a run yesterday and I decided to go a little bit further than I usually do. And I made it down to where the, the first um, vehicle checkpoint was closest to me, cool. like for the, for the inauguration shit. And there were like, there were national guard guys down there doing pushups. So, you know, it's good to know that the state of our union is strong. They, uh, they're taking care of us. And then today there was like a lot of uh, new graffiti down there. And it was, it's like specifically anti Kamala Harris, which I don't know, man. I, I feel like that's strange. <laughs> give, it a, give it a couple of days, guys. Jesus Christ. And it was really mean spirited too, because there's like, there's a bunch of, uh, there's a bunch of like plywood down there over the windows at certain buildings. And they skipped right over the plywood and just went straight for the stone. And I was like, that's fucking cold-blooded, man. Damn, man. Well, yeah. I would expect no less at this point. Well, what the fuck, right? That's true. This is true. It's 2021, babe. Oh, hello. Hello, Greg. Greg. Hey, guys. Do I, do I need to be hey, seen man. on this? <laughs> Only if you want to be, I mean, bro. if you want to be. I can I, I guess I. <laughs> well, that, make, when we can see each other, doesn't that make it a little bit more personal? I feel like, and yeah. we, can see, we can see your your fucking media collection in the background too. So like, that's heartening <laughs> for me. Like, I, I I have a problem. I have a CD purchasing purchasing problem, and I yeah. also have a computer problem right now. It needs to shut the hell up. All right. I am I am familiar with this problem i'm Schuler, by the way uh i have a radio show called death uh <laughs> death drive 90.5 and with me here is zach What's up, hey, buddy? hey man i run death comes lifting thank you for being on our podcast man it means a lot oh you're welcome you're welcome so how are you doing today brother what's been going on I'm, in uh, your world dude i've had one of those like sinus headaches that's like i didn't do anything today i got out of bed to work 
<laughs> well, like, where are you? Where are we talking to you from now? Are you are you back in these United States, or are you still a prisoner of the Canadian government? Weren't you stuck prisoner up there? Prisoner of the Canadian government. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm in Colorado. <laughs> what 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 was going on with you being stuck in Canada? Were, were you stuck up there for like a big chunk of the quarantine, or what? I only know a little bit from what I've seen on the uh, on the old tweeters. Yeah, so my wife's Canadian, so I'm in the process of immigrating, and uh, I did when I, I went up to visit her for our anniversary, and the uh, the borders closed in okay. March, so I was stuck up there for a long time, and I had to come back and reap the whirlwind, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, did you did you did you make a point to get hurt or something? So just so you could go to a hospital. No, and enjoy that that awesome cheap cheap healthcare that they have. Yes, that's yeah. like I want to do the medical tourism thing, and I want to stop by Canada for a little while. Hopefully, get a cold or something so I can go and get seen and just I feel like a like a king. Yeah, I have I have seen medical professionals in Canada, and it's it's a night and day different. It's the best. I, I can only they make the U.S. system. It, we look like. We're still in the dark ages. I believe the way you. we run it. It's so fucking ridiculous. And uh, the, I mean, there, there, there is the, the, I have experienced the negative side as well. Uh, on uh, Canada Day, my my girlfriend, I had to take her to the hospital. Um, we don't even real. I don't even remember what was going on, but we had to take her there. And because it was, it was like their Fourth of July. Uh, Granted, it's the worst hospital in Canada, the one <laughs> in uh, Gatineau, <laughs> Quebec, but it, it's the worst one in Canada. So I'm not surprised by this. No one was surprised, but they could not see her that day. They checked her out. They're like, it's not vital. We can't back tomorrow. So Bummer. That, that was the only negative thing. But if like if it was serious, she would have gone right in. They just like right. they have to do it kind of triage style because they only had two doctors working that day but that was the worst hospital it's you not you can look it up uh hospital gatineau or something like that is the worst hospital they, in the whole country so do they have a wikipedia page i, mean, is I know bad? you can look it up and if they say it's the worst hospital in canada <laughs> well man we uh we are super big fans of your musical output and i definitely want to talk about a legion um i was a huge fan of that organicide ep i would love to see more of that shit so sometime in the future but my <laughs> my first big question yeah. the first big thing that I'm curious about here is nuclear power trio is there is there going to be a lineup shift in the making here because the the political landscape has changed a little bit um if the masks weren't running us 15 grand a pop would be <laughs> so there's some creative oh, oh look at that um there there's some creative things i don't know um not i don't want to get into politics that's not i'm like i'm no, the last sure. person anybody should listen to about politics but i was sure that, um uh i find that donald trump as just a person is a caricature and he's basically a walking meme, whether you like him or you you loathe him. Yeah. Because I don't think there's a middle ground. Uh, yeah, you, no. you either love no. him or you loathe him. He's kind of a he's a character. Like the things that he says, he's he's basically a walking meme. And uh, Biden is about as like 
milk toast as you can come. Like he is <laughs> so boring. It was just like, dude, even if we put him in, it wouldn't be nearly as good. You know, so it's like, it's, 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 a, it's almost, it's, we try to run it as a parallel universe where they're all like amazing people, you know, and we just make jokes based on what's happening in the real world. So, you know, quit your job, play music. That's what we launched today. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw yeah. that. And that's yeah. like a positive message in 2021 because everybody's lost their fucking jobs already anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, I did think about that. Maybe that was a tad, uh, that's shitty for us to uh, say actually but oh man oh man that's a lot it's it's fun it's all a good fun it's all good fun and i what was this podcast is going to get offended so it's fine okay good (laughs) no not not at all what was what was the genesis for nuclear power trio i remember the first time i saw it i was like what what is happening here and it you know it took me all of 10 minutes to figure out what was going on but i was like uh you know at first it was jarring just right so um it's actually a really interesting story so nick um our bass player nick shenzelis he uh you know he did all these these bass videos and he did one with uh dave davidson for revocation and it it did really well like i think it was on like comedy central and everything called uh, newborns and uh that was the last one he had done and then he uh, nick's like hey man do you want to be in my next video i was like 100% I do because <laughs> like if you're asking me after Dave Davidson I'm like yes like that that's that's awesome for me and you know we're good buddies so that sounds awesome yeah. um but it was like so how do you normally do this and he's like oh we just get together and we improv and I was like I don't want to do that I will come in prepared <laughs> so I wrote a song I wrote our first song and figuring he was just gonna like we'll just jam on parts of it or whatever but he loved it he loved it outright he's like yeah it's perfect let's do it and i was like okay can we get a drummer and and he's like yeah i'm like let's just get pete because i've always wanted to jam with pete and you know we we kind of you're in a, in a band with him called havoc at the time so it's like yeah it's a quick call and of course pete was like yeah of course we'll do it so you just put that together and you know it was a goof you know it was like i just really I mean, I'm the, like, the music guy. Like, I don't care about the masks and all that whole blue. It's a little bit, it's just not in my, I'm just a music guy. Like, that's where my focus is. So, um, so when we went to do the music video for it, like, here comes, like, Nick with uh, Landon from Hyperflesh with all these masks. And he's like, yeah, pick one. Like, wear a suit, pick one. I was like, <laughs> okay <laughs> and so that's just how that came about and then uh after we released it the tour offers started coming in and it was just like this was just a one song goof but people <laughs> were serious they wanted to they like metal blade was excited about it like we got all these like really incredible tour offers and i'm just like how come like i have to pull teeth to get tour offers in a legion but this <laughs> goof band is getting basically just thrown at us so i was like should i write some more music and they're like yeah let's let's do it so that's that's really how it came about and then it took me forever to write those five songs trying to for the i guess i i did i wrote five songs four of them plus the original one that we did made the record but then we have one that was uh it's basically a Legion meets Havoc. It's just techie thrash, 
yeah. where we were getting uh, uh, Brian from Cephala Carnage plays a solo, Reese plays a solo, Mike from Allegiant plays a solo. So it's, it's basically Cephalic, Havoc, and Allegiant all melding together. And then we were getting all three vocalists to do uh, vocals on it. So maybe that will come out. It was so much different than everything else. It sounded like a different band. So we just like pulled it. Uh, that's it's it's good to have something in the chamber if you need to drop drop yeah. drop things steadily which you've also done recently with with a legion um concerto in d minor holy shit yeah let's talk about that, talk about that. okay that was like 20 years in the making for me i that that piece was super special that was like one there's i think in your lifetime there's there's certain like milestones where you get to check off and you're like this was a huge accomplishment so for me getting that out was a huge accomplishment because we i had writer's block during our last uh record apoptosis so i was just like i need one more song you know like we're always like let's do f you know the the job is mike does five i do five and then we you know we break it up or whatever and then uh so and this, I guess, was early in the process because I had way more than five at the end of it. But um, yeah, so we I, that was just one. And it took me about a month to transcribe it for the band and and all that. But like literally, it took me 20 years to finally get it out. So because I had wanted to do that song for a yeah. long time because it, it, it but it it stemmed from desperation. And then uh, that and of course, um, in Flanders Fields, just got cut from this, the album because it was just so long. Yeah, the album was way too long, so we just cut it. And then because of COVID, we've just been trying to drop, you know, songs throughout this whole period because, you know, we're stuck at home. Right. You know, every, every band is kind of fighting for just, like, scraps at this point because it's like, hi, we're still active. Don't forget about us. We're all in the shit sandwich. You know, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily at the desperation of fighting for scraps, but you want to maintain, you want to give something to people so people remember you because the name of the game is you always have to have something. If, if you aren't being like in people's faces, there's a million other awesome bands out there that they'll listen to. So you kind of have to always have something, as you said, in the chamber, ready to yeah. go. So, you know, with Roundabout, and those two songs, like, we released a lot this year for non-album year. So yeah, with, or last year, I should say. One of the things you know, I've 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 been a fan of Legion for a long time, and I I really love you guys. Are the way I typically sell it is like this is what everyone who plays an eight-string guitar should be able to do. Um, Thank you. <laughs> that, well, it's just like that's just you know the, the the tip of the iceberg, and there's a whole lot more to it, but I. So, such a wide range and such just a crazy dynamic regarding the uh, the influences that you guys have. And I think it's really interesting when you guys flex that with the covers that you do. I know that there are some pretty big prog fans in the band, right? You've done, did a Yes cover, you've done a Rush cover, uh, all kinds. Yeah, two, <laughs> two Rush, two, two Rush um, What all, and, and then now, you know, going back to, to classical, um, that kind of tons of range man like if you guys 
if you guys get the chance to do more in the future like that, what, what are some unlikely places that you would like to go regarding other, other work? Um, well, I can tell you for a fact that there will be no more covers. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we love doing them, you know, but it's, it's pretty depressing as a band to go on like, like your Spotify and go, man, all your covers have more freaking listens than your originals. (laughs) It's a bad look. It's just not a good look. And it's like, I guess we, I was like, I mean, our highest, our highest song is 1.618. So that's an original, but they're like, like a hundred thousand less than that is subdivisions rush. And then on your popular, it's like roundabout. Oh, and animate. And it's like our three, like, you know, covers with vocals are on the top most popular. And it's like, yeah, shit. <laughs> so I mean, I could I could shut your I could answer your question by shutting it down. There will be no more. We had some, we had some, but uh, we were gonna do Toto. We're gonna do a Toto tune. Um, no we're no more. We we just can't. It's just a bad look for us, and we don't. Uh, that's not something we want to do. I was like, we we did Blast Christmas or uh, sorry, Last Christmas. That you was know, fun. and that was like. It was another thing. I fucking hate Christmas music. Can I can I swear on your podcast? Yes, please. Okay. Yeah, times are changing. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Damn, damn Back in radio times, we couldn't do that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, so we did that. And it's like, dude, I hate Christmas music. But it was like, you know, it was one of those things. It's like, you have to stay visible during this time. So we just put it out, you know, and it was cool. But like, when people were like, you should put it on Spotify, we're like, no, not a chance. <laughs> right? Yeah, even Travis Ryan is like, dude, we should put this on. I'm like, yeah. Uh, I think Riley's like, Travis, you want people searching for you. <laughs> That's the first and, thing. They- and last Christmas pop up, he's like, very good point. Do not put this up. And we're like, <laughs> damn straight, we're not putting this up. It'll be like <laughs> just a little fun thing we'll do. But yeah, not derivative or not, you know. <laughs> fun that's it that's it it's done <laughs> we'll visit we'll 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 post it every christmas from now on but you know that's it so sounds like a that sounds like a fun enough plan and I, like i i wonder if it has anything to do with like releasing them as standalone singles like if it's an algorithm thing one of those fucking magic i i don't know like i that's a that's yeah. an interesting point yeah it no. is always it's always fun to hear a band do covers or whatever but for my money, there are, especially on the Legion records, just some really incredible ear candy, which is awesome, despite how complex the songs are. Um, it's interesting to me that you say that you went through a writer's block period with Apoptosis, because that seemed like, and I, I, we had a similar conversation with John McKenzie not too long ago about writer's block. Apoptosis feels like a very purposed record to me. Oh, man, um, the farthest thing from it. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. I, out of out of every record we've ever done, that's probably my least favorite. I I don't think it really has anything to do with the music. I think it just had to do where we were. Uh, our management at the time, there were parasites. Like I, I'm not gonna tell the name of this company, but like sure. literally fuck them into infinity. Like they put us in debt so far, so much. I think we were like forty grand in debt. Jesus. And it's because like you're playing everywhere. You're playing everywhere. And it's like, yeah, this deal does not work for us. We don't want to do it. But they're like, oh, you got to be out on the road. Like it's good for you. 
and they just like, yeah, they just wanted their 10 fucking percent and fuck the band. Like, and we were just, we were miserable. And like, I, that's what I think of when I think of apoptosis. I think about just how unhappy we were. We, dude, we were in fighting over nothing. Like, it could have been like someone got someone's sandwich on the road and it was a huge <laughs> argument. And then we're just like, why are we fighting about this stupid shit? And we're just like, yeah, we, this is stupid. <laughs> and like, we laugh about it at the time. We were like, why are we arguing about this? And like, <laughs> we just, it was like, I'm sorry, I'm just so miserable. I'm like, this is bad, like really bad. And it was all just, yeah, we were just on the road way too much. And it just, I think it, it impacted us negatively, creatively. And so I'm very excited about our next record as kind of, not even as a like a, a comeback record, but in my mind it is because Apoptosis did better than any record we'd ever put out, right? It's not like a failure. It's just, a good fucking record. Yeah, it just has so much negative connotations like oh, for me on a personal level. Like it's gone through a divorce, all this, you know, negative stuff. And yeah, so I'm very happy it's in the past and I'm ready to move on. And yeah, uh, it's like we were doing all these apoptosis headlining tours and then COVID hit. And I'm like, sick, cool, we can stop. <laughs> I, as, I, I hate to hear that because I love the record so much, but at the same time, it does. I mean, do you feel like you're in a better spot now? You're excited about the new stuff you guys are working on, but like, has COVID been good for you? Because, you know, for a lot of us, it's been good to get a break. Uh, I mean, it's been the great reset. Yeah, I think I'm more sure. excited about Allegiant than I have been since Proponent. Um, like, no shit. Yeah, and the new record, we, I have, I have one solo left and then I am done. Um, apart from lyrics. I think I, I got to help with the lyrics, but um, it's awesome. The new record's awesome. I'm so proud of it. And I think that we've never done a record like this because normally, as I said before, like I do my songs, Michael does his songs, and then everybody, Mike writes his solos on my songs, I write my solos on his songs, the lyrics get done, bam, there you go, like record. But this time we all wrote our songs, we met up, and then we all ripped them apart as a group. And we went in with a fine tooth comb. So this is the first record that Allegiant has ever done that's 100% uh by every member so dude that's awesome yeah it's been like i was you get i'm like old man burgess like i'm the oldest in the group by like almost a decade so uh i'm a little bit you know i'm trying to like keep current and change with the times with these young kids like our new drummer god it's like he's insane great guy but like mike Stancil, like I had, <laughs> I basically had 10 years on him and now we got an even younger guy. And I'm just like, man, I am like the grandpa of this whole group. <laughs> but yeah. like, they have different influences, you know, like we, what I listen to is vastly different than even what Riley, like the closest in my age, Riley, like 32 and I'm 41. You know what I mean? Something. Yeah. Know, so there's like a vast difference in what we all listen to and that just out you know aids to the melting pot of what we're able to do you know so it's uh yeah trying to stay current but it, the next record's going to be sick because everybody i've we've never had a drummer mm-hmm. like, right 
on a record. Usually we just program the drums and hand it and I'm like, yeah, take care of your fills or whatever, but keep everything. And the new drummer, he's just like, Hey, I got some ideas, you know, like, yeah. I'm going to, you know, do some metric modulation here. And I'm just like, hang on to your butts. Uh, I, you know, and it's like, it's so hard for me. Just I'm control free, creative control free to kind of like let it go. Uh, but it's been amazing. So I'm like, that's awesome. one of those things confronting your, you know, change. It, you don't like it, but it's like, I went into it knowing I was going to hate it, but it's paid off. It's been, I'm, we're super excited about the new record. So. Awesome, man. That's, that, that's really, that's really good to yeah. hear. We, it, it seems like, it seems like it's either been sort of a absolute misery for the last year for a lot of people or sort of people have been able to take that time if they had the energy because a lot of us have just been tired and fucking depressed understandably but if they have the energy to sort of put something together and 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 be able to present that at the end and so it's really cool to see that you guys have fallen into the latter camp there well i mean i, I won't say it's been i mean i'm sure I, I don't mean to insinuate that it's been roses right yeah but, no i mean there's there's been the worst shit you can imagine like like I don't even really talk about it, but like my, so my, my best sure. friend killed himself and I had to, when I was trapped in Canada and I'd come back and, and, you know, scrape his brains and blood off stuff. So it's like, I've had the worst time. Like it's been the worst time, but I also, you know, as, as like a caretaker for him and him making that thing, was as horrible as it was it also kind of freed me up in other parts of my life where it's like I don't have to worry about him anymore I can go get married to my Canadian girlfriend and not be here because the only thing that was keeping me here was him and now you know it's it's it, turning the horrible stuff into good things you know uh, yeah. so sorry that was like I didn't really want to talk about that but just to put things into perspective, it's not been great. It's it's a mix, you know. It's been like sure. the greatest stuff, and then the most horrible stuff you can imagine. So, yeah. God damn. Yeah, just like I totally train wrecked this whole podcast. <laughs> no, man, I mean, well, it's it's super important, I think, for us to to talk about that kind of stuff. You yeah. know, I, I think not necessarily to divulge personal stuff that you don't want to, but like that's a heavy fucking burden to carry. And I think that a lot of people find themselves in a situation, especially over the pandemic, uh, of, of sort of being stuck at the house, unable to sort of get these kind of things off their chest, you know, as they watch the world sort of fall apart and lose people who are close to them and get sick themselves, like hearing about somebody going through that and, and using it to sort of propel them into something more positive in the future, I think is a great thing that I'm, you know, I'm glad to hear yeah, you talk I mean, about it here. I mean, I have to joke. Brain matter and stuff. I'm like, dude, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to pull a burzum on you or whatever black, but I'm like, I'm not taking photos of this jackass. Like, you know, oh my God. And it, it's, you know, it, we joke about it. I was like, he went out in the most metal way, which I think he would appreciate. And so, Mayhem, so. Yeah. yeah. So you try to make light of it. 
So sure. Does this does this plug keep freezing for you? You guys were just frozen for me for like the last couple seconds. So is everyone is your guys? No. Okay. okay, cool. Then it was just me. Yeah, I'm just aiming oh like over here drinking. I haven't been even paying attention. <laughs> good. All right, cool. <laughs> then we're good. <laughs> Not even paying attention to the screen. Yeah. Good. That's awesome. I'm like, the right thing. I didn't think this was gonna be like a visual. I'm like dirtbag Greg. Like you guys yeah, are getting dirtbag Greg in the hat. That's what we love you, man. Put on makeup or anything. This is like Greg, Greg, couple days in the tour, Greg. (laughs) That's we want. We panic shit. We want the straight, definitely board. No posturing, Greg. We're honored. Well, good, good. I don't know about you guys. Are you guys like? I'm dreading when things go back to normal and I have to put on real pants. Oh fuck! Yeah. on a daily basis, I'm like, I'm so used to sweatpants now. I'm like, I, oh man, I want to give up this life. A, that's why I'm a personal trainer, just because I get to wear pajamas to work all day, never have to wear professional clothing. That's that's what attracts me to the job. Oh, uh, dude, I wish we lived closer. I would hire you, bro. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to move out to Colorado. I think that's the spot. So maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, speak, speaking of, yeah, no, since I mean, we do focus on wellness on this podcast and stuff like you uh, especially after all you've just said you've been through and shit you seem like a totally fucking chill happy dude man so is this what what kind of practices do you keep that keep you uh, either mentally or physically in in good shape whether it's through touring or just uh, mentally during this time or anything like that um so i mean i i think i kind of fall into a lot of that musician thing where it's like i got bad depression issues yeah. and so like i there came a point where it's like dude i need some help you know because i don't know maybe i i like to think i'm not a dummy so when i like i start to feel myself going down the rabbit hole of bad like mental things i'm like i need to go i need to go see someone and like work this out which i generally find like <laughs> me in therapy is funny for me because i'm like hey man what's going on what can you sit there while i just talk at you <laughs> for like half hour and then inst- and i i find myself asking them questions i'm like so this is kind of how is this right is this is like or should i do this and they're like they just usually laugh at me and go i think you're on the right track why don't you just get like cool all right let me talk more and like they barely ask me anything or whatever it's kind of funny but prescribed gym like going to the gym. And I think especially at my, like my age, um, I physically have to go to a gym as much as possible. Like I'm not one of the worst things for COVID has been when the gym's been closed and especially being in Canada where they take COVID way more seriously than we do in the U S um, uh, everything shut down. Like you can't, you can't do anything. Right. So for me, the physical activity, uh, whether it just like floods me with health and my it's mainly my mental health that I do but also it's hard to be like as active on stage as a legion is if I'm like yeah at my age like everything hurts and everything's catching up to me and everything so like I have to physically that's the other part is like for the band I have to go do this whether yeah. i want to or not you know so mentally i mentally i have to go physically 
I need to go for the work, you know, yeah. so, yeah. Absolutely. I'm sorry, did I answer your question? Yes, or did. did I just go off on a tangent? No, no, you did. So just, yeah, everyone out there, just okay. go to the gym. It's good for your mental health, especially now. And if you're in a fucking shredding guitar in a death metal band, you need to go to the gym. It doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, so you that's need, great. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we're going to send you some Death Comes Lifting merch, brother. So next time you're... <laughs> Check our website. Sick. We'll send you whatever you want next time you're uh, you're at the gym. We got you. Appreciate. Older. One of the things that I've noticed. I'm 37, and I've <laughs> I've done a lot of dumb shit with my body yeah. throughout the course of my. Life. So I, you know, I definitely am feeling the age. The thing for me over the last like six months or so that's become like super crucial is stretching. As mm. like yeah. as lame as that sounds or whatever like it's always it's you when you your body up at this stage like age it always seemed like it's like been stupid getting out of it yeah i ran 10 miles yesterday and i felt great at the end of it blah 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 and then like you get up the next morning and you fucking throw your back out getting out of bed it's ridiculous i mean that yeah it's kind of weird i've been i've been like time management super horrible for me like i'm just i'm so busy like trying to teach to make family small growth for me i can't just be so tunnel vision on music all the time i have to have sure. balance in life so that's like been a huge revelation for me after two divorces you know it's like dude you have to have balance did we lose him yeah we totally did i think we lost uh, you for a second we, you you, yes. you got to balance yeah balance, balance. So you gotta like, have balance. that means that i cannot just focus on music all day i i need to do other things just to maintain like you know, healthy relationships. It's like that. What I want to do is get into yoga, you know. But it's like you can do gym or you can do yoga. Like I have, I have time for one. So I think what I'm going to do when I when I go back to Canada is I need to get like into yoga and find a program online or on my phone or something that I can do because there's no gym. But because uh, it's like I can't even if I fall on the ground now, it takes me a while to get up. Uh, yeah silly it sneaks up on you like one day you just look in the mirror and you're like what the fuck happened to you yeah <laughs> dude i came to the realization the other day it's just like man i remember when i used to like look cool <laughs> behind me. now it's just like i have to make do because I, I like see the like the aging rocksters right and they're just like they're just trying to hold it together and i feel like i'm there you know i'm like Man, I remember when I could just like buy clothes and be like attractive and like kind of good looking. <laughs> and now I'm just like, just dude, it's it's gone. You, like that it's, window is shut. Now you just have to like try to maintain. <laughs> and it's like it's it's cool. Like you can laugh at it. It's like you know, I you know, I'm a, I'm falling apart at pace. So yeah. and I mean, it's it, it no. you, you got to lean into it. I think. Yeah. Like, I, 
I feel like I've earned my gray hair. I, I'm lucky because I never really gave a shit when I started going bald. I was just like, well, it's time to shave this motherfucker. So I did. Yeah. But like, at least you have the guitar in front of you, right? Yeah, There's, I can hide the gut. Well, the, no. So you can display your prowess, right? <laughs> Motherfuckers look at that shit and they're like, yes, that's a rock star. <laughs> Dude, I'd rather just go. I, I have this because I, I like to hide the love handles that have now accumulated. Make uh, the guitars bigger. Like even <laughs> even go to more strings if you have to, just so the guitar. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm getting back now. Now uh, with my new guitar deal, uh, I, I with BC Rich, I can actually get pointy guitars with eight strings. Nice. I get a pointy guitar since I was like. Well, back in the early days when I when we were only on sevens, like there was like some cool looking guitars, and I've had to play strats for so long. But now, I'm like, oh, BC Rich, you guys gonna make me a custom eight? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, it's gonna have points. I'm gonna have to get a new guitar flight case. <laughs> Dude, it's gonna be super sharp and dangerous. What um, what is is it like a specific body style? It's just for you, or is it sort of modification? Yeah, or I'm, can get, you even I'm talk getting about it, yeah. a. Uh, I don't know if it's the first, but it's going to be like one of a kind. Uh, I'm getting a Warlock. Yes. Yeah. Rich Warlock. Like we young me, year old me is going, that's a bit ostentatious. Can you pull? No. Life crisis of any. Played guitar in the band. And I was in in high school, had a warlock, and we worshipped yeah. that fucking guitar. It's, 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 beautiful. It's, a, it's awesome because my band is going to like have a heart attack. They're going to be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, shut up, you youngsters. <laughs> you're definitely, you know, you've mentioned that you're a busy guy, that music is something that takes up a sort of this saturates you right um it's cool to me to be able to look at some of the different projects that you do and see these really different sides come out right when i like the organicide ep right i had so much fun with that and i remember thinking you know i saw your name attached to it immediately went to i saw a veil of noth name attached to it and i was like this is going to be some techie crazy shit and i was like this is entombed and it made me very, very happy. Like that shit fucking rips. What, yeah. uh, what all do you, what do you like? What's, what do you go for with the music that you create? Like, do you consciously separate sort of each thing into each project, or is it just how you feel one day after another, or what? Um, so for me to do something like a new project, if it's going to be anything like what I do, I don't see a point. Sure. Um, so it's super important for me to be like, um, the reason I wanted to do Organocide was it was super different than anything I had done before. I yeah. had to like relearn how to kind of play guitar because with, with the HM2, you know, Swedish death metal tone, you can't play a certain way that I am used to playing in a Legion. Like it just turns into a pile of shit, but like, you can, yeah, you can't hit a power chord for fuck's sake. Right. Like, cause it sounds like shit. So like the the learning curve was super attractive to me on learning a new way to play guitar. Like you cannot play a certain way. And mm -hmm. that was exciting to me. 
I, I, it forced me to not play as crazy because you can't. It sounds like like garbage. You, right. just, you don't have the clarity. Um, I'm a huge Bloodbath fan. Yeah. And that was, you know, and that was part of the, the desire. You know, it wasn't, uh, I, I will say that I didn't write. I Like none of the songs that appeared on that EP, I was responsible for. The, like the uh, vocalist Shane, a rhythm mm-hmm. guitar player, he was responsible for all of it. I would just come in and improv solos, and that was another thing that I loved super, like that was super different for me. Is like, dude, you just have to improv, like, yeah, you know, it want we're doing this like, you know, kind of like death and roll type stuff. You're gonna hit some dad licks, you know, some dad rock licks, and uh, <laughs> and just go for it. And it was so much fun. And like, my only regret is I. I got so busy with the Legion. I feel like he, I mean, I feel that I damaged my relationship with Shane, the main guy, because he wanted to do a lot with that. And uh, I loved the music so much that I wanted to be a part of it. And I almost feel like by me, like asking to be in the band that I kind of sabotaged the band because I, I couldn't, I can't devote all my energy to multiple things. If I'm on the road all the time, how are you supposed to, you know, go play shows with this other band? And sure. that's what he really wanted to do. And I, I mean, it was the same with uh, Eric, who who was in Vale, but he's the drummer for Necro Goblicon. Like, yeah. he was the first one. He's like, I, I got to go. I got to go on a tour. And it was like, it was hard to gain momentum. And like, that's what, you know, Shane really wanted to do. And I like, I feel bad. I mean, I've talked to him multiple times since then. He's like, nah, man, I get it. But I still kind of feel bad about it. Um, because I love that band so much. I love the music. I had, I had songs written for the next one, but I think he's, I think, I think one is all we're going to get. <laughs> Unfortunately, I would well, love we- to do more, but it's hard when I'm never in Colorado anymore. So sure. Sure. Uh, and so like how many different projects are you a part of like currently? Just, just nuclear power, true and Allegiant. Okay. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I would still do Organocide in a heartbeat if it was like possible. I yeah. think like if he called me and he's like, Hey, can we jam? Absolutely. I'll be there tonight, you know, but yeah. With the, um, and you, you mentioned you're a big fan of bloodbath and I know that there's, I, I think that, I think the image of you that we're, that we're using for the, uh, we do a little promotional graphic to go with each episode. I think you're playing live in a bloodbath t-shirt and we've, we've talked a lot about, um, you know, earlier on, we talked about some of the more, more eclectic influences that you have at the end of the day, being a guitar player in a death metal band, right? Yeah. What, uh, what are some of the more traditional like death metal bands that you grew up listening to? Like, what do you still try to emulate? Where do you, what do you still listen to, man? Um, I'm like old school. Sure. Because I, I, I was listening to Cannibal Corpse today. <laughs> I was I was damning Evisceration Plague hard today. Dude, uh, that record fucking rips. It's it's <laughs> awesome. It's awesome. And Eric Rutan did such a good job. And uh, I, I'm you know Eric. Eric's a giant puzzle to me because uh, I'm just like I listen to I hate Eternal records, and then I listen to what he did with Cannibal Corpse and what he's done with a whole bunch of other bands. He did the first Rivers of Nile record, and I'm just yeah. like, I don't, I, I like, I can't 
I can't hear anything in Hate Eternal. I feel like he does not, he doesn't do a very good job of his own records, but for other people he kills it. And I, yeah. and I always am I'm always curious. I'm like, maybe he just means to do that. Maybe that's his style. You know, he's like he's so extreme in Hate Eternal that that's you know that's just what he wants. And uh, yeah, but yeah. Just, like as a as an observer, it's so strange to me. So it, it's always kind of an enigma with Eric Rutan's production style. But um, yeah, like Cannibal Corpse, I am a huge Deicide fan. In fact, oh, yeah. not many people know this, that the, the only cover a Legion ever did before we did Subdivisions and Animate was when Satan Rules His World. Oh. We, only put, we played it live at two shows. That yeah. is, without a doubt, my favorite Deicide <laughs> song. Once Upon the Cross was the second death metal record I ever heard. I feel like we're brothers now. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That record is insane. I, I love that that record. To, that, that is still my favorite Deicide record. Same. Uh, yeah, and uh, it was really odd. Like, we played... We played at two shows. We played when Satan rules his world, and it's very interesting. Half the audience got it. Like the old school dudes were just like, <gasps> and they were so in, super into it. And all the like the new school people were just like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I totally, didn't, I totally didn't understand it. And uh, yeah, we were gonna we were gonna actually track it, like record it. Um, but then we got Riley in the band, and he had such a good clean voice, and he's not a DSI fan, yeah. um, so he's just like. Uh, can we, let's let's do Prague. And it was, that was it was an easy shift for us. We were super into it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, also Domination by Morbid Angels, like one of my favorite r- records from old school. Um, I'm a huge Carcass fan. Yeah. Huge Carcass fan. Uh, what'd you uh, What'd you think of the new EP? I was I was waiting on it and I listened to it and i'm still kind of on the fence uh i haven't listened to it honestly because i know those were the leftovers from the full yeah that they haven't released yeah i've heard so many good things about the full length that i figured this was going to be the kind of songs that weren't good enough for the full length so i just didn't bother and i'm waiting it's kind of i i feel like it's kind of like the last batch of songs that they did where they the b-sides like weren't they're not bad songs they just it's just that they wouldn't they fit the hooks there. they lack the um, hooks right yeah yeah and and these like you know there's there's good elements to it and it definitely like whets my appetite for a new carcass record because i i love surgical steel but I thought the songs that were on the Surplus Steel EP were really good too. They just didn't really have a home on that record, and so I was, it, it, I was in the same boat. I didn't, I didn't even bother listening to that either because I'm just yeah. like, I, I know how this goes. You know, they recorded a whole bunch, picked the best ones for the record, and yeah. then these were the leftover ones. And just like Allegiant, you put it out to stay in people on people's radar. You know, sure. so I knew that they weren't going to be. You know the home runs that Carcass excels at. You know yeah. they were kind of like, yeah, they're good. It's not you know it. So I just don't. I just didn't bother. I, I mean, like I just figured, you know, not that. No, I'll probably listen to him after this because <laughs> now <laughs> I feel like an ingenuous fan. Like he's not a real fan. He didn't listen to everything. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, fuck, yeah. I thought it was pretty good, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah so, I, okay. So there's a good. Good uh, feedback on them. So, yeah, you can check it out for sure. 
Hello. Hello. <laughs> sorry, I, my, my shit keeps freezing. I'm sorry, boys. That's all right. I've had internet problems all day. Yeah, one of like those. Like all days. day. Yeah. All right. Are we still good? good? Yeah. Yeah, we're live. Okay. Now I got it. I, okay. I don't, we're, man, we're I don't know what the deal is. Like I, yeah, like I, uh, I, it's, it's been dropping out tonight more than it usually does. I don't know if it's the, if we're, if we're under siege here in DC or not, man. Are, are you back? You back in DC? Yes. That's yes. where I'm from. So that, that's cool. Oh. oh yeah, really? Yeah. I am not from here. Uh, I like, I live here part time, but I do, I have enjoyed it so far. We were talking about earlier before we got you on. Uh, it's interesting times in DC right now. Yeah. Uh, to say the very least, but there's, there's a whole lot of new graffiti after the inauguration day. So it's, it's been a very a cultural day for me when I went out for my run earlier. It was, you know, it was super interesting. Like everybody was a whole bunch of uh, big Trump supporters were all like, you know, warning us, like, we're going into martial law, like, shit's going down, and I was just like, like all right, I'll go prepare. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. I dropped a lot of money on groceries, and then it came, and I was just like, I could have just not spent that money. I could have been yeah. fine. Like, I can leave. I can order food. Why? <laughs> Why did you do this? You just had to inconvenience me again. Y'all... <laughs> But you got, you know, some extra toilet paper for when times That's get rough, right. little extra water, the stimulate the economy <laughs> a little bit. But, uh, yeah. We'll, fr we'll freeze. All the perishables will just freeze. We'll be fine. Yes. That's the best way to go, I think. Um, one of the, uh, one of the, uh, so did you, so you grew up in DC? Yeah. I'm, uh, I was born in, uh, Alexandria, Virginia. Okay. And then, yeah, I just grew up there, went to school in Alexandria, high school. And what were uh, what were some of the DC bands that you grew up listening dude, to? Nothing. nothing. Nothing? We were, it was the 90s, and I was fucking over it. Like, Nirvana and all that shit was on the scene. There was nothing. I was just like, fuck this place. I, <laughs> that was one of the reasons I left. Cause I was like, I can't, really? I can't get a band going here. No. So I left, I left DC cause I didn't think I could have opportunities uh, for music there. So, so you like I the left. Only one of your, your tribe that listened to death metal and shit. Did you have like-minded friends that you grew up with? That you... Yeah, dude, it was the nineties. Yeah, dude, the nineties were a rough time for us. Yeah. Um, just like, so I'm in that weird generation. I don't even know what they call us like generation Y or something. It's like, we, 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 the internet kind of like became a thing when we were like growing up. So yeah. like we saw, you know. Sure. What are we called, baby? Celeste. My wife has like a, my wife has a, a name. It's like a portmanteau of something that people our age are called. I can't remember. We're in that weird yeah, like area you, between. Yeah, we like, we came up like. I, I, we, the internet came to my town. <laughs> so talking about like it's fucking telegraph poles or something. The internet came to my town in like 96 or 97. Yeah. Uh, I was like 12. Right. And yeah, yeah. that, so like it, it wasn't there during like my earliest formative years, but like it was very much a part of how I learned to socialize. Yeah. Right. And I think that that changed a whole lot about the way that we 
see the world like it's sort of a different generation from our parents and their parents yeah and then and then everybody that had it growing up it's 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 this weird thing they have all the stuff at their it's like i mean fuck the dewey decimal system i wonder if people like (laughs) in high school remember like even know that shit they're like nah just look it up on the computer it's right there you know you don't need it anymore it's it it would have been, I, I honestly don't know either. Like I, I, I teach at a university and so I'm, I'm going to have to make a point to ask students, yeah. like, how'd you guys find books in the library a couple of years ago? You know, um, did you, so if you weren't really listening to local stuff when you lived in DC, like you said, it was, it was a rough time or whatever. Did the internet sort of at that time play any kind of role in you discovering more extreme stuff? No, no, not at no. all. I mean, dude, it was like, I, uh, it's literally i mean it's still this day i've like here right? I, I just bought three cds this week like i i love cds i think one they sound better if anybody like i don't know why like we're all excessive it's like oh we're doing 8k now i was like yeah but you guys still fucking listen to fucking music on spotify it sounds like shit <laughs> like put in a goddamn cd like if you ab them i guarantee you you're like holy shit this sounds amazing um i i love cds dude i have a mad collection but like this the same so like i sort of grew up at a place where like no live shows came through or whatever and i one of the ways that i ended up getting introduced to a lot of the heavier shit that sort of drove me into into the underground was through like mirc through like primitive online file sharing things from back in the 90s oh yeah, I, I don't know, dude. It was like big four. And then I had a few, few like friends that were super into like metal with me and they would show me stuff like Armored Saint. That's how I got into, you know, they're just like, dude, it's the, it's John from Anthrax. This is a band beforehand. And then I ended up liking Armored Saint, like almost more than Anthrax, you know, yeah. back in the day. It's like this band rules. Um, and you know stuff like that, right? And then it's like we'd all listen to Dawkins and just laugh because it was like, oh, LA, you know. We were we were like we almost still had that like big four mentality of like hair metal sucked, but we still like loved it like on this, <laughs> you know, kind of like it was like a guilty pleasure. Like, dude, put yeah. Dawkins on. <laughs> like, oh, it's so LA, but it's good. Uh, it was fun to listen to. Same thing with like Motley Crue, man. Yeah. There's only so oh seriously you can take that shit but it doesn't make it any less fun yeah yeah and i mean like motley crew like during my formative years it was uh it was when vince was out yeah right it was karabi and hooligans holiday was like all over the radio but vince neal people won't know this but like vince neal did a solo record exposed at that time yeah with stevie fucking stevens and that album is like everything it was like motley crew on crack it's like, no oh, dude, it is one of the best records, oh man, of that whole time. Yeah, dude, check it out. Vince Neil's exposed. The I will. Steve, I mean, Stevie Stevens is a beyond badass. So imagine just like, t- like tech Motley Crue, right? It still had all the like the sleaze catchiness of Motley Crue, except the music was on fire. It was so, so amazing my so a a victim of the 90s my first exposure to motley crew was was generation swine and i was like man this shit fucking sucks (laughs) and so like 
later on as i got older i went back and found the stuff from the 80s and was like yeah you know this is cool this fucks but like the, <laughs> the generation swine man the 90s 90s were a rough time it was it was, it was not good like i had dr feel good and then john karabi era i john karabi's voice is amazing so i was like yeah. all about it but yeah but vince neal doing his solo record that's where i was just like oh man this is so sick yeah i'm gonna check, such an I'm amazing gonna... record it's an incredible record and i can't wait to good. check that out tomorrow yeah thank you it, very it, much it's, it sounds good all these years later like it still sounds amazing the That's production good. is really good on it. Um, yeah, and I don't know. Like, it was just it, go to your CD store. That's how I found bands. That's yeah. that's how I found Dream Theater. I was just combing through the thing. I saw Awake, and I was like, I'll check it out, right? It was like, what album cover looked cool? And yeah. that's how I operated. So, yeah, that's how I got, like, James Murphy's solo records, you know? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, shit, he was in Death. So, you know, How I Discovered Death, Obituary, Cancer. Yes. We did a stint with Cancer, too. Um, shit. And then, oh, yeah, Testament. And, the you yeah. know, but that's not How I Discovered Testament. Someone gave me a copy of The New Order. And I was like, okay, I liked it. But then they gave me <laughs> Low. Low had just came out. And uh, I, was, I was just like, Testament's amazing. And then got into the back catalog from that. But I, I was trying to think. Oh, Overkill. Overkill. My fi- Still, to this day, my favorite Overkill record. Uh, WFO, Wide Fucking Open. Yeah. That came out then. I was just like, man, it's like Pantera meets like Megadeth type, you know, thing between Bobby Blitz and that loud yeah. kind of like uh, triggered drum kit and everything that they had back then. Yeah, dude. Overkill they was had- I bought a, I remember buying, was it called like Killbox 13? Yeah, Killbox 13. I remember buying that one specifically because of the cover. Uh, Meshuggah's Chaos Fear was another one. Um, Emperor uh, Nine Equilibrium, I think. I think that was the one because the cover looks so crazy. And because, you know, you flip over the, the CD and you see, oh, it's Century Media. And this is back in the 90s where like, you know, you can trust everything that they did. Same thing with like, a lot of a lot of the others like nuclear blast was another one you see that shit you know you can count on it yeah so it's like because because i'm a few years older like i didn't discover those record labels yet like this yeah kind of weird thing so when i went to college like i met my buddy juan and he's like oh yeah check this out this is dimu this is in flames yeah. this is soil work and then so i discovered sweden right and this is the time i was just like you know mega <laughs> Megadeth was my favorite band and they just released Risk and I'm like listening to the gesture race and I'm like what the fuck like America you have failed me so then I just I just looked at Europe and then I I really didn't look back until maybe ever like I don't know if I've looked back towards the states for for music in a long time actually it's been mostly overseas since then that's not true I get down like I love cattle decap and and rivers of nile like yes all good good friends too which is like you know pleasant all, all but, one big global scene now yeah 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 well man we thank you so very much for spending some time with us uh we have usually at the end of our podcast not usually man every, every. single time and i'm very much looking forward to this with you we have a question that we like to ask each of our guests zach do the honors, my man. 
Greg, what is your favorite Black Sabbath record? Oh, see, this is a comp. What era? Any era. No, you, you got to choose. Man. I got to choose. Yeah. You only get one. Okay. The album Tear. Tear fucking rips. You think you you thought you were gonna throw us for a loop here with yeah, the Yeah, I totally did. I was just you? like, people yeah. want to hear. Like, if I'm gonna have to say Ozzy, I'll say Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. If I have to say Dio, I'll say, I don't know, maybe like the Regurgitator, whatever that one. Was. Dehumanizer. <laughs> Dehumanizer. Thank you. Yeah. Tony Martin. Tony Martin is the man. Yeah, I love Tony Tear, Martin era Sabbath. Tony Martin rules. Dude, Tear fucking rules. Yeah. Um, and, and Odin's core and Valhalla and like Battle of Tear or whatever. Heaviest songs right. they've ever done. Dude, if I, if, you know, that is actually one of the songs. Like if we still wanted to do covers, I wanted to do Heaven in Black. Please. Heaven in Black I fucking owns, man. What I am hoping for is is the like, and Tony, Tony Iommi's been talking about this for a while about like reissuing and remastering some of the the Tony Martin era records. But like, I want them to get back together with Tony Martin and do some shit like they did with Dio for that Dio era record. Put out like a best of CD. Give us like three or four new tracks. If it works out, do more. Like, I would love that shit, dude. I love the Tony Martin records. I and, you know I feel like they never got a good shot with Tony Martin. Right. 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 Everybody, you know, it's it's everybody loves the Ozzy and I get it. But let's sure. face it, like Ozzy went off to have a wet, like <laughs> dwarfed Sabbath. Right. His solo career, like it's it's just different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like Dio, like every time Sabbath did it right, like every time they got a better singer. Right. Not that Tony Martin is better than Dio, but like in the case of like. Tony just got better as a songwriter. Yeah, as the guitar players they went through. So by the time they hit like Tear and like Headless Cross, you know, it's just like his guitar playing was just like night and day better than it was yeah. during Paranoid, right? It's just like it's a, almost a different musician. So it's like the songs were just like more intricate and like I enjoyed them more. And it's like, yeah, I'm not I'm not 14 anymore. Like Paranoid's great, but uh, you know. Play but listen, bro. <laughs> like uh, we're we're marketing for everybody listening to the podcast right now. We're officially marketing Tony Martin era Sabbath as the grown up Sabbath. Yeah, cool. yeah. Just don't don't listen to Forbidden. No one likes that record. Yeah. <laughs> it it, it so a couple of the like a couple Body of count. the on there are good. Like uh, in get a grip on there. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Okay. Hey, there's one. Like didn't they, yeah. they did a song with Ice T that was like. Uh, Dude, it they, was they bad. a song with Ice T, but like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. But yeah. there is there's the odd riff in there. Yeah. But no one has the patience that in this in 2021 <laughs> to listen a whole record for one riff. They they need an experience. <laughs> is this true? Yeah. Yeah. God damn kids these days. The Dude. It's slept on. A lot of yeah. people, a lot of kids, yeah. especially people my age, have no fucking idea about any Tony Martin era Sabbath. So it, it's our job to wake them up. Yeah, I mean. It was bad enough they had to change the name of the band to Heaven and Hell. Right. And I'm just yeah. like, I'm I'm going to see Sabbath tonight. I don't give a shit what they're calling it. It's exactly. fucking Sabbath. 
<laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Dude, thank you thank again you so, so much, much for your man. time. Uh, oh, yeah. With all Great. of your endeavors. Thanks, dude. Great last question, Zach. Oh, I thanks, bro. Applaud you, and I applaud you guys even more for actually knowing who the fuck Tony Martin is. Oh, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, that's a problem that needs to be rectified on this planet <laughs> that's this is our job this is our duty this podcast is helping and so are you brother thank you for oh, all yeah. you do man we'll <laughs> thanks again touch. man i'm gonna shoot you an email when we get off and get your uh get your shipping info and everything oh sick thanks so much of course man we'll be in touch you're you're great man thank you you're welcome back any uh, fucking time man no just let me know i can keep going when i know you, you got can. more i love it man <laughs> but all right guys well i'll see you later cheers man take care brother bye awesome you there yeah baby can you hear me yeah now i can't dude i feel bad my my internet was fucking cutting out that whole time i wasn't trying i'm to, so sorry i wasn't trying to not talk i just i couldn't keep up I hope uh, I hope you got everything. I, hope I did. Everything it, never, it never stopped recording, so <laughs> I do too. All right, yeah. That what a like super good dude, and like we we got into some like emotional territory there, and that's you know it's not always easy to talk about that kind of shit, but I really do appreciate his honesty. You know, me too, man. And uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up email. I'm gonna my uh, ploys to get him in the lifting dead army so I can train him in yoga because that's our that's our thing right now. Yes. Okay. We're going to send him some merch. That's what you got to do, man. You got to hook him. I'm going to be his online. You got to hook him. It's my thing. I am. Yeah, it's already done. <laughs> it's written. I mean, we're going to listen to Tony Martinero Sabbath and fucking open up the hips, bro. That's what we do. That's right. Open your open your third eye to uh, to a little bit of cross purposes. A little headless cross, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucking awesome, dude. Thank you. That was good. He's He was an awesome guy. <laughs> yeah. It is. I knew, you know, we've, we've had a couple of exchanges on Twitter and I have heard a lot of, like, I've, I've seen other interviews with him before and it's always cool. We just, just us continuing to be lucky with the people that we talk to and we find out that artists that we like are also cool people. And we got lots more coming. So keep listening. Fuck yeah, man. It's going to be a big year for the Death Comes Lifting, Death Drive 90.5, Lifts and Riffs podcast. Stay tuned. Woo! Ric Flair. Peace out, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Good night. Thank you. Good night.